Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg and this is a podcast that is designed to help you hopefully make today a little bit better than yesterday. Something that you hear on this show will make you go at the end of this day, go, you know what, today was better. Yeah, better than yesterday. That's it. That's all I'm trying to do. Um, that's all I'm trying to do, the way I live my life, the way I do my job, the way I look at my relationship, the way I look at my relationships with uh, my wife, with my kids, with my work people, with my family, with everybody. Let's try to, try to make it better than yesterday. I believe it was... Um, Seneca, who said, as long as you live, keep learning how to live. And that's what we're here for. If you don't know who I am, oh no, sorry, this episode, this show comes out twice a week. It comes out on the Monday and Friday. Monday, it's a conversation with a guest. Friday is a conversation with you. Friday, so I'm talking to you. Who am I? Well, I'm currently driving to, to uh, somewhere, <laughs> which I can't tell you about. I was driving last week too. Oh. My job means that I sometimes have to do things that I can't tell other people about. Now's one of those times. I could have lied and told you I was just going to get groceries, but I'm not. But I'm going to do something that I can't tell you about just yet. But you'll find out about it. But it's fun. I hope you enjoy it. You will get to experience it. Notice I didn't say see or hear. You'll get to experience it. Whatever this thing that I'm doing is. Anyway, who am I? I'm Osher Ginsberg. I'm a uh, TV host and book writing, podcast making, garden bed building kind of guy. We finally got the garden beds in today. Very, very happy about it. My father-in-law, the legend, is over and um, I don't know how they're going to get back. I think there's going to be a... Anyway, they've, they've, they've run the gauntlet and um, they've left their, their place and they've come down to us and 
he was so excited that it was going to be garden bed building, he brought his own shovel. Brought his own shovel. And today was the day. It was a ripper. Um, yeah, we're building wicking beds, W-I-C-K-I-N-G, wicking beds, and we've put three of them in the front of the house, and hopefully they shall spew forth veggies that we will eat. Uh, and I can't wait for that. So, yeah, it's good to talk to you today. It was nice to get out in the yard, even though it was a bit cold. It was nice to get out in the yard and do some work next to Audrey with my hands, shovel some things, dig some things, chop some things, saw some things, hammer some things, because that at least made me feel like I had some agency, some control in the world at the moment. Oh, my God, just so you know what I'm looking at, I'm actually watching two people walk a Coles shopping trolley down the street. And I often wonder, like, you see, like, a rando shopping trolley just miles from anywhere, and now it's laden with groceries. And they are probably, goodness, where's the nearest Coles? Oh, it's way up there. Crikey, they're probably about 2Ks from the nearest Coles. And they're wandering the shopping trolley. Wow. Fascinating. I often wondered who did that. There you go, boys. It's you guys. Uh, They look like students. Anyway. It felt good to be able to build something because at the moment the world feels even more loose than it did last week. And I guess I wanted to talk about a way to frame what's going on. If it's a little hard for you to grasp, if you still can't quite get it, or if there's someone in your life who can't get it, have a bit of a think about what everyone is so angry about. There's a lot of anger. And I was talking to a mate the other day I was telling him, look, I will only ever know what it's like to be a white, straight, middle-class guy in my mid-40s. I don't know what it's like to be anything else or don't know what it's like to have grown up with anything but white skin. I don't know what it's like to have grown up to be anything but male. I don't know what it's like to be anything but straight. I have never, ever had to deal with any kind of discrimination or bias against me because I got born with the winning hand just by a stroke of luck the moment my conception a chromosome won a fight with another chromosome or lost a fight with another chromosome and I came out what well, the way I came out but that's not true for everybody the stroke of fortune that happens at conception will decide whether you're male or female or you're born with a male parts or female parts or whatever you choose to do with them later in life is up to you, but you know what I mean. And you don't ask for that. That's just how you come out. Similarly, you don't ask. No one asks to be born by their parents. They just, like, you come out and go, oh, it's you guys, all right? Oh, I'm lucky because I shut up white and straight and male. But a lot of people in our community, a lot of people in the world did not get that hand. And it's super important to understand that if you have a similar genetic lotto ticket, like me, that you got a winning hand and that there are systems in place that exist that you may not realize exist because they have benefited you and me our whole life. And those systems, those very same systems, actively work to put people who do not have this winning lotto ticket in a position that is not as advantageous as the one that I am in. I do not get followed around a shop when I 
am browsing in the back uh, where the shopkeeper can't see me. And yet I have been shopping with a dear friend of mine who most definitely did. When I hand over back in the day, I remember it happening very clearly, same friend actually, handed over some money. The shopkeeper held the money up to the light to make sure that it was real money, uh, not a counterfeit note. Now, it, that would never have happened had I passed the note, you know? But my friend passed the note and my friend was not white and it shat me to tears. It blew my mind. And my friend just went, mate, that's every fucking day. Five times a day that happens. I just live with it. I just deal with it. And what I'm talking about ultimately is white privilege. A way to kind of put it is, uh, and I've heard Yumi, my friend Yumi, talk about male privilege. And I look at it with my own, my, my own wife, Audrey. As a man, you know, and the way that our household is structured, I get up in the morning and, you know, I've had to learn how to do this. But initially, when we first started living together, I had never really had to, you know, I got up in the morning and the first thing on my mind wasn't, what am I going to cook the kids for dinner? I was like, I got up in the morning. Today I'm going to go to work. But Audrey, first thing on her mind is like, fuck, what am I going to, there's nothing for dinner. She hadn't even started today, hadn't even got out of bed, you know? And that is the privilege that I have at the time, the privilege that I had at the time. I, you know, we have various roles in our own household and we have talked about this since, but that kind of gives you an idea of that. Our, our experiences of life are very different. So similarly, if you are anything but a white person in Australia, in many countries that are predominantly white people, your experience of life is very different. You don't see the same show that everyone sees. You don't get the same treatment. Life is very different. Obviously, you know, you put some stuff up online and there's obviously going to be people that get upset and try and correct you and tell you that you're wrong and it's not just those lives that matter and, like, please, all right? Yes, all lives matter. And until all lives matter equally, I'll keep saying that our society has got it wrong in that it thinks that some lives are worth more than others. And that is... 100% 100% what's happening in our country of Australia right now. There have been, I believe I read the statistic, 432 black deaths in custody since the 1991 Royal Commission into black deaths in custody. 432 is more than one a month for the last 30 years, okay? That's a lot, and that is way, way too many. Now, I'm not saying that people who aren't of... You know, Indigenous Australian heritage don't die in custody. No, that absolutely happens. Yet, if you look at the statistics of the prison populations of our country and you see how overrepresented Indigenous Australians are, you'd think that, well, something's up. You know, because if the if it was representative and everyone had the same experience and the same opportunity in our society and they were treated the same and the systems treated everybody else the same, then the population outside of the jail system would equal the population inside the jail system. But clearly something's not right there. I'm just talking out of my hole here, trying to put it into words, but I asked Andy, my producer, to find a moment to try and explain this way better than I ever could. So this is a moment from a conversation I had with Briggs, the extraordinary, extraordinarily intelligent 
coffee-loving human being that is Briggs. He's a great bloke, far out. He's, he's a very, very, very clever man. But I asked Andy to grab this because it really, truly is the best, best description of white privilege that I have ever, ever, ever heard. So I'll stop talking and I'll let Briggs take it from here. It's a buzzword that sends everyone nuts is white privilege. And so many dudes and women, whatever, you know what I mean, get their back up about it because the idea is, you know, privilege means I've got this, I've got it easy, I've got it for free, you know. I didn't have work every day. It's like, no, dude, it's the obstacles you don't have to face that we have to face just by virtue of our race and where we're born and who we are and the systemic structure that we exist in that means that we are dying earlier, that we are more susceptible to these health issues. All these things that you don't have to face. I, I explained it to a dude one time because he was like, he was, my, he was a friend of mine and he said, I don't get it, Briggsy, because like me and you are mates and we've always been mates and we live pretty much the same. I was like, but in the morning, to say we both wake up in our respective beds at seven o'clock. Even before we get out of bed, I'm more likely to be arrested and incarcerated. I'm more likely to not wake up at all. I said, that's what the privileges do. Before we even do anything, the base level, before we even get out of bed, before we even start my Carter coffee routine, Dude, I'm already so many steps behind you. It's not to say that you've had it easy. It's to say that these are the obstacles that we have to navigate. That's what it is. We all know you work hard. Everybody works hard. We have to work 10 times as hard to get almost as much. All right, so you understand now? Does that make sense? Before he even gets out of bed, all right? That's a privilege. And it's it's not saying that anything other than that, all right? Until we address that inequality, until we address that, as a country, we will have a heavy weight upon our shoulders. And um, it'll be hard for us to move together towards a future together. It's super scary out there. Uh, if you look at the news too much, you'll get it. Um, there's some really, really heavy shit going on. And because there's such heavy shit going on, because we're just so overwhelmed by the, the just the constant, constant riot snuff porn going on, news agencies are looking for stuff that's even more extreme to make you look. And that is bonkers, all right? But it's super important to remember that the news reports on the exceptional. The news reports on the exceptional. No one wants to read another story about how this time last week, there were more people living in extreme poverty than there is this time this week. So good job, world. We've done a great work of helping more people get lifted out of extreme poverty since last week. No one wants to read that story, but that's, you know, hundreds of thousands of lives changing in a week. No one wants to read how many hundreds of people got their lives saved by vaccines this week. No one wants to read about how this many people let that many people in in traffic this week. That's life-changing shit but nobody, whoa, speaking of letting people in traffic, that rangy really could have been a little more courteous just then. Oh man, there's a whole chapter about that in the book I'm reading at the moment. 
it's wild. There was, you know, there was research done. The more expensive the car you drive, the less likely you are to give way at a pedestrian crossing. And it was <laughs> proven. It's bananas. Weird psychological effect. I uh, just saw it happen right there. Anyway, yeah, the news doesn't report on that stuff. The news only reports on the exceptional. And so at the moment, I've noticed that because people are getting tired of seeing once beautiful and proud and incredibly strong American streets on fire, they're looking for stuff that's even more intense to make people click and watch and look and learn and go, oh my God, and comment. So yeah, like I said last week, watch out how long you're looking. Just be careful. You know, I've had to really watch myself because just as I thought I'd deleted all the apps that I could just mindlessly scroll through and then another one pops up and I'm like, ooh, and I'm getting all these dopamine hits off. I don't know, I've got to delete it. I've got to delete it. I just can't, can't have that shit on my phone. I can't stop looking at it. So try and look after yourself this week. Try and be as kind as you can. If you are a person that has a social media situation going on, do what you can to amplify the voices of those who need to have their voices amplified, all right? It is a privilege that people will listen to me because I am a white male straight person, okay? Use what you have to amplify the voices around you, all right? There's a great saying that I learned in the mental health circles, nothing about us without us, like the idea that you can't have a commission into a mental health or a people affected by a ment- complex mental illness and you can't have a review on how people like that are treated or people who suffer from these things are treated by law enforcement or ambulance drivers or whatever. You can't have that without representation of people with lived experience, all right? It makes no sense. Nothing about us without us. So similarly, that's why I played you the grabber Briggs before. Who am I to speak? All I can do is try my best to amplify the voices who this directly affects. I mean, it affects me. It, it, this is my country, my country I love. And I don't want to live in a country that the life expectancy between me and uh, someone like Briggs is so completely different. It's not fucking right, man. It's not right. What do they say? Like, if you're over 70 during the COVID lockdown, if you're over 70, stay home. Oh, if you're an Indigenous Australian, if you're over 50, stay home. What the fuck is that about? That's a 20 year difference. If that doesn't ring an alarm bell, I don't know what does. I don't want to live in a society like that, and I know you don't either, because then we're all, you know, we have what we have because other people are suffering, and that's not okay. That's just not okay. Anyway, I really have crapped on far too long for a Friday. I hope you're doing all right. Whatever you're doing, try and do some gardening this weekend. Audrey's so happy. She's going to get the plants out of the pots and into the garden beds, going to get watered, get the veggies happening the bongo chilies growing it's gonna be awesome I can't wait cuddle your dog pat your cat feed your bird feed your fish whatever it is do something lovely for another creature if you can't find another human to do something lovely for do it for another creature even if it's not your dog go down to a dog park you'll find a dog to play with throw a random frisbee at a tired Labrador they'll be stoked alright Thanks heaps for listening, you absolute legends. Thank you very much, Rachel, for helping me out with this show. Thank you, Andy, for producing this show. Thank you, Mike Mills, for all the music. Thank you, Haley, for all the social stuff. On Monday, we are going to have a visit once again from Dr. Mark Cross, the extraordinary psychiatrist and author. He's just written a whole book about anxiety, and it's fascinating because he's a man who is 
probably one of the most brilliant psychiatrists I've ever met. And he also suffers from anxiety. So at the same time as diagnosing and treating people, he has lived experience and gives him a unique perspective that many doctors don't have in my experience. I'm sure plenty of doctors do, but not the one, not the psychiatrist that I've been to. But uh, I never saw Mark as a patient. Um, we only work together, but I am so happy to get him back on the show and I'm really looking forward to you listening to it. All right, I better jet. Thank you so much for listening today. Go and check out that episode with Briggs. Maybe send someone in your life who's having a hard time understanding what the fuck is going on just to tell them to go listen to that episode with Briggs because it is some... Uh, There's some wide awake truth that he is speaking. There's another episode uh, with Stan Grant that you may want to check out. Um, I rolled that out on Australia Day between the two of them and Nakia Louie's episode, actually. I'll talk to you more about Nakia on Monday. So start with Briggs, roll into Stan. If there's somebody in your life that's open, hit him with Briggs and then then let me know how you go. Send us your email at gmail.com is my email address. That's how you get me. All right. Have a safe weekend, everybody. Sleep well, will you? And if you're me, under a gravity blanket, you'll be dreaming of hectic, beautiful things. Really livid dreams at the moment. All right. Good night, all. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.